Learn from the mistakes of others. Well, you can't live long enough to make them all yourself. That's what Eleanor Roosevelt said. And, you know, we certainly all wish we could foresee financial missteps before they happen. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about some of those and hopefully share some ways to potentially avoid them. Half the battle is just knowing about them. So if you got some questions, make sure you reach out to us here on Retire Ready Today with Kyle Hammerschmidt. When it comes to retirement planning, you literally can't afford to procrastinate. You have to be prepared for any possible financial challenge. Let's make sure that you're ready for retirement. It's time for the Retire Ready Podcast with Kyle Hammersmith, investment advisor, representative, and founder of Mocan Wealth Management. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the podcast. Kyle and I back again to talk money mistakes you could regret and hopefully how to avoid them. That's the topic of conversation on the podcast this week. Kyle, the president and investment advisor representative at Mocan Wealth Management, serving you all around the area with Kansas City, Wichita, but he's got clients all over the place. So if you've got some questions, need some help, find him online and reach out to him at mocanwealth.com. It's mocanwealth.com and drop a line, reach out to him, say, hey, let him know if you need some help or pick up a copy of the retirement readiness toolkit to the retire ready toolkit, excuse me, that you can find on the website as well. Kyle, what's going on, buddy? How you doing this week? Doing well, ready to talk about some of how to help people avoid these mistakes. And yeah, you know, if you've, if, you, if you've made the mistakes in the past, leave them in the past and look towards the future. There you go. Exactly. Right. Sometimes I mean, it's life, right? We're humans. We're going to goof up <laughs> in all sorts of areas, uh, but it's how we you know handle them and move forward once we have made them or, you know, learning from the mistakes of others before we have to. And that's a great reason to listen to podcasts like ours and things of that nature is to, you know, hear, hear and share ideas or useful nuggets of information that maybe others have gone through uh, to avoid some of that stuff ourselves. So let's dive in. I got a couple I want to tackle this week. Let's talk about pulling out money prematurely out of those IRAs, doing some IRA withdrawals. Folks that have done this, typically, I know I talk to advisors all over the country, Kyle, and they pretty much all uniformly say, this is the last resort to pull money out. Like, if you really need it and there's no other place to go, fine. But if we can find another way, let's try to do that versus doing the IRA uh, premature withdrawals. Yeah, I mean, the downside is you're definitely paying that 10% penalty um, if you use that outside the printers to avoid, but an early access penalty is not, I mean, you're just selling unnecessary shares. It's a, this is a good idea why you should have that emergency fund built up. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, take advantage of the match. Anything over that would be, you know, Hey, here's how you build up your emergency fund. Yeah. You're paying the taxes, right? Then you're paying the penalty and you're, and then you're paying taxes on the penalty and dipping into it, uh, and maybe dropping the account down. And, you know, depending on the time, what's going on in the market, you could be really like triple whammy in yourself. Yeah, and then there's the there's an idea of like, hey, well, I'll just do the four hundred one k loan, okay, which is not. That really kind of depends on what that interest rate is. You know, hey, I'm paying myself back. What happens is you're going to get that loan, and you're going to pay taxes on the four hundred one k loan, mm. um, and then you're going to pay it back into your plan, right, with tax deferred. You know, you're going to get the tax, but you're going to pay taxes again. Is, the, is that on us to pay that back, or is that auto through like automatic withdrawal if we're still working? It's, or? Well, yeah, you're going to set up a separate bill payment but okay. it, it, yeah okay so really you're paying you're you're paying double taxes yeah. on those four one k and if you if you change jobs while you've got that out there they treat that like a, a distribution right they'll wind up so yeah you can if you leave your employer plan most of them are going to allow you to keep making those payments but you can say we've oh, done okay. this in the past where someone's like 63 
hey, I've had this loan for, you know, there's only like five grand left on it. Mm-hmm. You could just like default on the loan. It doesn't like go against you. It just happens where they see it as a $5,000 like withdrawal. Yeah. They treat it like the distribution or whatever, right? Yeah. So yeah. that, you know, I've seen that before, but like, will you regret taking it? Yes. Um, if it's, you know, like your last only option, you, you know, you don't really have a choice. Sure. Right. Um, but, but if there's other know, things if, you could look at for like, like, let's say pulling the money out because you want to redo your kitchen, probably not the best source to do that, especially if the rates no. being what they are, maybe it's worth it to look at, you know, a home equity line or something like yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, a couple of years ago you could have done just, you know, take out a, a personal loan or a loan or home equity for, you know, a really low rate. It just kind of, you know, it just really depends on where you're at. Would you take out a personal loan or a home equity loan? Not, no, not right now. Probably, probably not. Right. Nine to thirteen percent rates. Right. So it just depends on what's the current environment. Got to do the got to do the math, right? Got to do the math. Find out yeah. what's going to be the least path of uh, painful resistance on that. And I know we're talking about premature IRA withdrawals, but just like, hey, I'm sixty now. Mm-hmm. I have full. You know, like you're going to work till sixty-seven. You got a million dollars. Your goal is to have two point two when you retire. But hey. I, I don't have to pay the penalty anymore. I can take that hundred grand out now and avoid the penalty. True. Um, but but again, like just taking premature withdrawals from your retirement accounts doesn't mean it's a good decision, even if you don't have to pay the penalty. Gotcha. Okay. All right. That's the first one. Second one. Spent way too much in my peak earning years. Uh, this is something called lifestyle creep, or if you've ever worked on a project, right? Uh, then you know that's they call it scope creep. It's like, ah, oh, I'm going to spend five thousand dollars to remodel this bathroom, and the next thing you know, especially if you're doing it yourself, you're like, man, I'm spending way more than I realized. And and so with lifestyle creep, your kids are out of the house, you know, all that good stuff. Maybe Kyle, and you're making the most you probably ever made, and you're treating yourself a little here and there because darn it, you earned it, and you you know you're worth it, kind of thing. But just be careful that you're not going too crazy, and don't forget about like you know, 20 year you looking, you know, that's down the road waving at you saying, Hey, uh, don't forget about me. Don't spend all my money yet. Most people that I'm sitting down with are, you know, they're really good savers their whole life. Pretty frugal, good earners, good savers. It's reflected in their retirement accounts. Every once in a while I'll run across some high income earners. But if you kind of look at where they're at savings wise, they're way behind where they need to be. Um, and that's because their lifestyle doesn't match up with their, their income. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And it, it's really hard to get off of that lifestyle creep is what we call it. Um, even in your working, you know, thirties and forties or even in your early fifties, if you're making a good income, mm-hmm. it's, and it's not reflected when you're 55 or 60, it's because th- their lifestyle doesn't meet, meet what their income is and yeah. their retirement savings are hit, hit and they have unrealistic expectations. Like, Hey, I'm going to keep doing this when I retire. Yeah. And it's like, no, because you'll probably have to work till 75 to get to it. And it's funny, I'm, I'm 52 and I find it happening to me. My daughter's been out of the house for a while, but like even in something dumb, as we were talking about it, I started thinking about, I just added like, okay, I'm going to add this streaming service so I can watch more uh, hockey games. And it's like, do I really like, and I know it's minor, but that's the justification, right? So just sitting here as we were talking, it's like, how many streaming services do I have? And do I really need, a, do I need them a all? Lot of, right. There's a, I know there's a lot of people in my age generation and like my clients, kids, maybe even mm-hmm. people that are like late twenties, early thirties, get out of college, maybe pay off their college loans and like start getting a, you know, a six figure drop and like, Hey, I made it. There's a lot of people out there that have like six figure car loans. Yeah. Which is like household wise, which is like shocking. 
And it's, it's, it is. And it's funny because I think you find ways to justify different stuff too, right? In that, you know, that context that you were just talking about. It's like, well, yeah, but I've, I've, I'm good. Like I'm, the numbers will, they'll play out eventually. So I'm okay. You know, but you gotta be careful. Yeah. The amount of like depreciating assets that are held through loans is like crazy. Yeah. Like yeah. I get, I get like home loans. That's an appreciating asset. Right. But like depreciating asset loans. Yeah, yeah, great there's, point. There's definitely a problem there. So great point. Well, you mentioned college and the kids, so that's actually next on my list: money mistakes you might mistake or might uh, regret. Uh, and this is a tough one for people. Some people, depending on how you you've raised your family, but you got to be careful not to pay too much attention, uh, too much tuition. Excuse me, not attention. Too much tuition uh, for the kids because you cannot finance retirement, right? So there's, it's a real cyclical thing where don't, we all want to help our kids. I get that, but you cannot sacrifice your future retirement to get them going in college or paying too much in college because it's going to come back to bite you. Rule number one, never sacrifice your retirement plan to pay for your kid's college. And all you're doing, Um, if you do, is you're going to be crashing on their couch when they have their own family they're trying to raise, which isn't helping them. Right. Because now you're broke. So just, it's a balancing act. Yeah, I mean, there are some households that can afford to, you know, pay for their kids' tuition and sure. it doesn't impact their retirement plan, but not but everybody. For, like but very, for, right, very rarely. I was yeah. say, I think it's for like, most hey, of us, we can help, but we can't pay at all. Hey, instead of maxing out my 401k, I'm barely putting anything in or not putting anything in. And, right, you know, you're right. just saving way less and expenses are high. And that's, you know, that's not usually it's for four to eight years. And yeah. if you only have, if you have multiple children, that starts to add up. Yep. So. The earlier you do anything, the better. Uh, there's just so many options out there to pay True. for college tuition where it doesn't have to like have a direct short-term impact on your your retirement plan. And don't get wrapped up in the uh, in the justification of, well, I love my kids and I'm going to do all I can to help them. I, that's a given. We all do, right? Uh, but just, again, think about and run the numbers. If See if you can afford to help them and how much you can, right? So that way it helps you kind of dial that in as well so that you aren't sacrificing the future because they're not going to want that either, right? They're not going to, you're going to put them in a bad spot later on as well. So just be careful there. Uh, number four, I retired early and that was a boo-boo, right? So if you think about longevity risk, Kyle, uh, that's the great risk multiplier to all the other things, you know, market risk, taxation risk, blah, blah, blah. And we experience that in retirement anyway. But if you tack onto that by retiring early, it's kind of like longevity risk on steroids. Yeah, I think just in general, uh, my personal belief is most people are working way too long and they could have retired earlier. Um, they're they're choosing to work because they, you know, they want to. It's a lifestyle option. Yeah, it's but, all they know sometimes. You too. know, some of the, some of the risk of retiring too early is you don't understand the longevity. You know, you you just don't have enough saved, and you're gonna like, you, or maybe you do. Like you're like right at that point where like you got enough, but you don't have excess savings. And you, in case things you know, turn bad, for re- sure. you know, retiring at the wrong time, starting to draw down savings earlier. Right. Um, it's got to last you, you longer, know. right? You lower social security, all that stuff. Yeah. You're going to be, maybe you're forced to take social security early because markets are, you know, you just retired at the wrong time. Like you had enough, you were barely there, but oh, timing, of, wasn't, uh, what, timing, what, yeah, timing wasn't in your, you know, yeah. you were at 2 million, you went down to 1.2, you were 62. Yeah. You were going to retire take your social security at 65 and now you got to take it at 62. Yeah, that's a good point. Cause um, sequence of return risks is a very real thing depending on sequence all- of returns risk, but there's also like sequence of inflation risk. Like, mm, okay. Okay. <laughs> most people are like, Hey, I'm just going to use like a three or 4% flat, but you know, there's, it's, that's not how it works. Like yeah. if you, if you retire into a higher inflation environment versus a lower inflation environment, it like it just, you know, interest rates, all this stuff, it adds up. It's like, 
retiring early is fine, but have you factored in all these other all the pieces, you know, yeah, variables that could like throw in some wrenches? And, and, and they again, can like they can claim nobody, inflation is down, but it's go to store still. It's we we know it's yeah. Not, nobody right? like sets up for failure, but I think just having plans in place if you do retire early. Yeah, good point. Ha- knowing what your adjustments would need to be if certain stuff happens beforehand, like hey, you're going to be retiring early at 10,000 but if this happens can you actually cut it down to $8,000 yeah. a month for this long like and, and that's a great point but also don't walk yourself into early retirement because you do that sleight of hand on the napkin and you go well we only need 6,000 a month to retire and if we cut this and cut that we could retire early and enjoy some more time and that's fine, but maybe try that ahead of time too, right? Go go change your lifestyle a little bit before you actually pull the trigger on that so that you're not wrong. Because <laughs> then if you're like, oh, crap. Or even just like transition in retirement, like you're just do the early retirement, but transition less hours, less pay. See how that goes. Yeah, true. Good point. So just make sure, yeah, strategy, plan, balance, all those things are key there. And we'll squeeze in one more real fast and we'll jump out of here. Uh, and it's kind of back to that first one a little bit when we were talking about the different, you know, where to save the money, putting in the IRA, IRA or whatever. And many folks, I guess, we, we've we been conditioned again to pump money into the 401k. And then we start to realize, especially in today's environment, maybe I should have investigated some different tax strategies, different tax buckets instead of just having everything in the deferred account. Yeah, my education approach and advice is always tax diversification, like having money in Roths, taxable accounts, and traditional IRAs, not just all in one or 90-10, just being able to have proper diversification. So when markets are up or markets are down or taxes are low or taxes are high, or if you need a, a one-time you know, $50,000 to pay for this, you have those options to kind of not be heavily impacted. So maybe, yeah, I think people do regret once they learn about the Roth IRAs or 401ks, like they should have done it quicker or sooner, mm-hmm. you know, within like five years ago, even if you're a high income earner, but like you still have time to do a lot of the stuff no matter where your age is or what your earnings are. It's just like, you don't want to be in five years from today and be like, oh, I wish I would have done Roth, more Roth. Like you still have plenty of time to, to get it accomplished. Just trying to, now you got to figure out what's the best way to do it in your best interest. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, with Roth conversions and everything being a popular conversation, doesn't mean it's not still an option on the table, but make sure that it's also one little thing that doesn't get talked about much uh, when, especially on these kinds of shows where people are just kind of kicking it out there. Yeah. The tax rates are lower. So it's, you know, let's convert is that make sure it's not money you need right away. Right. Cause there is that fine. Yeah. You year. don't want to just wing it. Like some yeah. of you could do Roth 401k contributions and even some of your employers now will match into the Roth if you opt into it. Yeah. Um, it, you don't have to rush into it. Sometimes yeah. it's a five-year plan for some people. It's eight years. It'll take you eight years to get to an optimal place. You don't have to rush it. And here's the cost yep. of getting there. Yep. So exactly. There you go. All right. That's going to do it this week for the podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us on some money mistakes. You might regret and hopefully some ways to think about avoiding them. Of course, as always, if you need some help, one way to avoid them is by working with a qualified professional like Kyle. And of course you can find him online at mocanwealth.com. That's mocanwealth.com here on retire ready. Just reach out to him and get started today. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple, Google, or Spotify, uh, and share the podcast with others that might enjoy the show as well and benefit from the message. As always, we appreciate your time. Kyle, thanks for hanging out, bud. Thank you. I always appreciate it. We'll see you next time here on Retire Ready with Kyle Hammerschmidt from Locan Wealth.
Investment advisory services offered by duly registered individuals through Creative One Wealth, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Creative One Wealth, LLC, and Mocan Wealth Management are unaffiliated entities. Licensed insurance professional. We are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investment and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. This material has been prepared for informational and educational purposes only. It is not intended to provide and should not be relied upon for accounting, legal, tax, or investment advice. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of Principle. Insurance product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing company.